0: Joe, Yo, welcome. Uh, you're, I believe, you're our third uh, guest, um, or not? When I say third, I mean you're the most special of people to have appeared for three appearances. So, welcome to the Swim for Tri podcast. Uh, we're ha, here trick. broadcasting. Ha, trick.
1: get in there,
0: Hatrick. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, so, we're broadcasting uh, from London Fields, Lido, where it's been great to have some of our fitness sessions resume at long last. And numbers are slowly rebuilding. Um, I know we talked a little bit earlier about confidence and people getting back on with racing and just generally, you know, coming back round to, to things how they used to be. And, and we've been pleased with the way our numbers have been slowly growing. Um, how have things been with you, Joe?
1: I suppose this is different, Dan, because I'm also recording this and I'm going to put this out. So we're doing like a, a two-way podcast. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing the busyness, people carried on through lockdown, you know, they they couldn't get to the pool, they were doing home cord work and ironically going to open water swims, but not going to pools. And now, because the races have happened in 2021 to a great degree, and we can see them um, pouring out of uh, email inboxes everywhere that races are on for 2022, I just, yeah, Busy, busy, busy. With lots of people getting prepared for next year, and I think it's it's yeah business as usual, especially with training at this time of year, training camp in New Year, and all the rest of it seems to be just yeah falling back into what we know as as normal. And perhaps you
0: haven't noticed it so much um, dealing with swim, bike, and run. Obviously, we focus um, purely on the swim here um, because obviously people weren't hindered that much, really, were they when it came to bike and run training i, I guess uh, you know if you were you, you you couldn't really use lockdown as an excuse to miss that much bike and run training surely but the pools were closed yeah and we were hampered quite a lot last summer we had an extensive uh, lake season with more sessions so it wasn't bad but it was chop ch- stop start chop and change um, but what i'm pleasantly surprised about is how well people have come back and and i'm i'm wondering two things you know um did the cords really help? Uh, We ran um, swim cords from the stairwell uh, in, in my little flat uh, three times a week, which I'm I'm hoping takes some credit, but also starting from a clean slate technically is not a bad thing. Having sort of not swum for a few months, come back, got some technical pointers and, and, you know, had a chance to maybe park some of those bad habits.
1: I think so. I, I I, uh, was speaking to somebody earlier this week and, in terms of getting into winter mode and, you know, strength and conditioning, setting up this time of year for skill being a high priority, not massive amounts of stamina, when I suggested about, right, when you can't get to the pool, so many times let's go back to cord work. And they were they were really up for it. And most people did say that despite more, you know, it was more so last year when, you know, when, they're, and when I say last year, I mean sort of last winter, but going into what people knew might be a slightly less, and then slight disruption, there was still a sense that the training needed to go ahead. And I think the cords helped with... Uh, I think they helped with, you know, the, the the neural side of it. It was a good thing to, to keep people f- using their upper body. If they didn't have a, say, a rowing machine or anything else they were going to do with their upper body, they were certainly just going out for runs or sitting indoors on Zwift and Ruby and other things, and they weren't actually using their upper body. And I think there was a benefit. I think it's also now got that habit to say well actually that is worth doing because i can practice the movement pattern if i stood in front of you and you showed me a swim stroke it would look excellent if i stand in front of some people and ask them to do it you can see they can't swim in water very well because they can't do the positions out of water so interesting yeah yeah great way of at least saying this should be the way that you think about your stroke how much you know we've had this debate between us or not debate sort of discussion you know how much people can actually transfer to changing their habits is a, is a very difficult one but if if nothing else the cords were getting the mental side of using the upper body and there was some strength gains i think they need to be started very low resistance we're not talking you know huge great uh, bungee cords they're more low resistance things rather than high resistance things and i think there is a I- and if it's, if it's another bit of the strength and conditioning that applies to the swim sphere, which you can also use those things if they're bands and so forth, you can use them for band work for other muscle groups that relate to bike and run. I think it's a great way of, of moving away from the idea that you have to go to the gym or that yeah. you can do is get to the pool. I think the cords really work.
0: Not, I, would, I would like to think that people might continue which would be highly beneficial we i mean if you're if you're listening to this and you're looking um for strength and conditioning swim um cord sessions i left you know every session we did it was 30 to 40 minutes three times a week they're all up on the swim for try youtube channel Um, there's various themes and we we sort of created our own stretch cords you know we didn't want the heavy elastic we didn't want the strength gains in fact i attached a pulley um, I don't know if you saw, but I was actually standing, you know, rather than pivoting at the hips and making my lower back ache and getting half a stroke done, we sort of e- erected sort of a, a pulley system where yeah. I was able to stand upright. And that way you get your body's, you know, long axes rotation performed nicely and through a pulley. So there actually wasn't that much strength there. There wasn't even an elastic cord to be seen. Um, just so for 30, 40 minutes, we could just repeat movements and add in some other little areas as well with some dumbbells for some specific movements. Um, so we wasn't even asking for strength, but it was that endurance and repetition of movement, which I think is so vital for swimming. You don't have to be strong to perform the movements, but you need to be have the endurance to repeat because one of the first things we see is the stroke shortening as you've tire, then the breathing is impacted, and then you just can't fight your way back from that.
1: Yeah, yeah. This this time of year is um, the early strength and skill work, and I think yeah, cords cords just give extra non-pool time, but to give your upper body some coordination. Let's face it, lots of people's upper body coordination is just not good, and therefore cord work can at least start to ingrain slightly better habits. So yeah, I think I think they were one of the one of the big pluses actually that came out of having to rethink some of the training modes during the various uh, lockdowns and periods of, uh, of of strange training uh, modes that, and, you know, indoor, indoor biking. uh, (laughs) I think, you know, that, that clearly showed that it's not going to help you be great at bike handling. It does. Yeah, of course. But it's really good for people that don't have, you know, maybe safe uh, riding situations, or you want to do a ride, it's absolutely poofing down, and you just think, you know, what? I'm going to join a ride with a few friends. And I often do that. And it's quite nice just to ride, and it, it keeps you there. You're on screen, you're not racing, but. It, it wouldn't have been the thing that we'd have thought about five years ago. Oh, do you know what? Indoor riding is going to be the thing that lots of people like. And already people are saying, oh, are you doing a, a Saturday or Sunday morning ride? And I don't do them every week. When I do them, people, you know, they literally say, oh, I see you on the ride. And, well, we're not literally seeing one another, but they like to do it. And all these things are tweaks to all the other things we know work, but they add on, I think, improvements that if they if they didn't work, some of the habits that have been dropped – pre-COVID, because people yeah, they have not missed them, they aren't effective, and they were just a waste of their time, so they've just had to trim things down and, and rethink somewhat.
0: What what I'm quite excited by is, I mean, obviously within our fitness groups, there's a mixture of people that went to the lake, there's a mixture that did some dry land stretch cord work, and there's some that did very little, yet the re- we, we've already had like one three-month cycle come to fruition, and some 400-meter time trial results. And we're looking still at, like, our usual 70% improvement across, you know, um, like London Bridge on a Tuesday evening. We might get, you know, 30 swimmers sign up, 20 arrive on a regular basis each week. We test them week two out of a week 12 block. We don't scare them on week one. I do like them to come back. Um, and then we test them again on week 12. And we've had some, some really good improvements. So if, if you're listening to this and you haven't got back to the pool yet, and and it's that week by week uh, thinking, oh, it's another week gone. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be hard. You, you've you got to try to get back. But it won't be that long until you're making some gains. Uh, that's, that's what's excited me, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, this time of year, even the aerobic conditioning work doesn't have to be going in a negative direction. I think the consistency may be if people have luckily taking the time off at the end of their season or during their summer break or, you know, when uh, autumn kicks in and then they decide to break. I think it's better to have a break then and start building now than to build for a while and to have, um, you know, a good part of December and early January, almost as though a mid-winter break. I think it's better to get the break out of the way and start doing fitness now. What I saw last year, because we had the lockdown through the winter, Going back decades, having people's diaries online, you can see the habits and what happened last year. Because people were, um, they were probably better at their habits. They were certainly less sociable, but also maybe better at uh, keeping out of um, high-intensity indoor, you know, bike sessions with loads of people around them. They weren't getting ill. And what I saw with the aerobic data was by February, lots of people were as good as they normally would be in April. And what is <laughs> was that if you can just stay well through the majority of winter, yeah, actually, yeah, you can get fit. I know physiologically for peak performance, the midwinter isn't great, but it can still be a good time to set up good neuro patterns. And actually, rather than stretch your stamina and get tired, every time you go out for a run or get to the pool keep the stamina kind of with a bit of a lid on it rather than the mindset of oh I'm going to do lots, now don't do lots do kind of little and often, that doesn't have to be little means nothing at all but just very modest sessions but if they keep accumulating, you don't get tired, you don't get ill but you keep a very solid holding pattern you actually come out of winter ready to build into the spring with a with just a really high level of fitness and last year it was just like I, I couldn't I think I found like one person that had a cold at one point whereas already you may see it with people turning up or not turning up already there are people that you know we are a couple months in and you know they're getting on my diary they, you know, they, they block things out red when there's a problem you can see people getting cold so not just one or two several of them as you know children are back to school people are back to work right and and maybe it's just you know colds are back out there now spreading we can't stop it unless you you know lock yourself in a small room away from everybody but but you can be better at habits perhaps gels perhaps insisting that a quality you know five layer mask is worth wearing most of the time when you're in um, situations where you don't necessarily want everyone else's uh bugs coming at you but it was really interesting that we'd never been able to design that social experiment for people to effectively not mix much even have most of their Christmases cancelled um, change their habits for a while perhaps also in fear they were a lot more likely to be doing you know the correct thing maybe that's waned a bit and people are now being a bit daisy. but back then there weren't people getting on well and they were just amazed at how fit they were. We weren't doing extra speed work. They weren't doing any more volume, but they weren't losing those. We, we, week-
0: one week out of four due yeah. to X, Y, and Z. That's an interesting side effect of, yeah. Of, um, yeah. I, it's inter- I didn't, I didn't, that hadn't crossed my mind. I mean, I've, I've been particularly healthy this year. Um, even though junior started nursery and my wife, my wife uh you know she comes back from the hospital i mean i i would hope they uh i would hope that they take good measures there but it's interesting how you know despite all what was going on um no no not a single cold this year i should have uh, i should have taken advantage of that by doing more training i suppose
1: <laughs> well yeah but there's you know, some some of that might you know might be yours and other people's better habits we can you know in, in a weird way you go to uh to like service stations and stuff and and just off the top of my head i may have said this when um, crock and i've done a podcast but you know you could just you could just see from people going in and out how many people used to actually wash their hands or even oh or even, or even wash their hands then dry them and it used to be a ridiculously low like you know 30 if that and now you see a lot more people doing it people have got their own hand gel they are drying yeah. that may be the you know, if we all do it, well, we're making our habits better. If we've got some gel, which I, which I know, I, I tweeted before COVID, I was saying take hand gel. Remember seeing Michael Hutchinson or somebody saw Michael Hutchinson at the track, and there he was with hand gel when he was shaking people's hands, etc. He's a doctor, um, not a medic doctor, but a doctor. He just clued up about those things, and I thought that's a good idea. And- yeah, I remember.
0: I remember you uh, try two four seven Sandwell Park years ago with it, and just thinking, yeah, if you can stop getting ill you'll get more training done. I mean, that, that's how you fit more training into a, a busy week,
1: a busy social life, a busy yes. family life Yes. Uh, is by not, you it's know, it... not getting ill and then yeah. not repeated illness. And, and many years ago, um, you'll remember the, uh, athlete, Dan Roy, he may well be listening to this. Um, and he went to an Ironman and he, he wore a mask. He said, I'm going to wear a mask on the plane. And I was like, oh. And back then it would have been quite strange for somebody to have yeah. done it. It was perfect. He was like, I'm not going to catch something just before the Iron Man. That close. That may be if you're jumping on a plane. You know, perhaps we're, perhaps some people say, oh, what's the point of this, that, and the other? If it stops... One cold for knocking you out for a week, then it is worth putting that quality mask, not just pulling your jumper up, but that quality mask on for the duration of the bus trip or when you have to be somewhere where there's you know a high volume of people. It, it's not that much of a trouble, but what we can see is if that keeps your consistency, not that a cold's really gonna affect your your health that much, but why play with that kind of factor when you can do better things? And I think maybe the habits of Certainly, hand washing. Certainly, gels. Maybe Pe- you know, maybe people being well aware that they need to think about, you know, touching the uh, the, the fuel pump and then rubbing their eye. Who knows what was on the pump is now in your eye. Do you know what I mean? It's just a little bit more um, awareness about. Don't catch silly colds just because you're not being. Uh, you're not going to be Howard Hughes, but you can be a little bit more, <laughs> um, a little bit more clued up about. It's not. It doesn't make sense to to bite your nails if you've been touching handrails or pressing buttons and lifts and stuff. It, it's just a, a common sense approach. I don't think you have to go overboard. Yeah. But if we see last year's data through the winter, it was just amazing how consistent people were, and it was only after a while that started to notice it, and people were therefore. They're noticing it in their fitness, and I think that might be you know a great indicator that we can probably control some of those instances where colds come into uh, come into our sort of training. On
0: on, on that theme, people ask, you know, uh, can I swim with, you know, some sort of, uh, I mean, I think the general, uh, you know, medical advice is if it's gone down to the lungs, you know, no. If it's no. a head cold, probably from a swimming coach perspective i would ask i would say well honestly what are you going to get out of this session yeah some something that needs breathing something that needs concentration technique and here you are jumping in you know head foggy and you've got to try to concentrate on your swimming probably why not rest accelerate the recovery and come back a bit sooner rather than you know drag yourself through it uh, that that's generally how what if someone asked me and all right. If the mortgage depends on it and there's prize money, maybe there's a different story. But generally, at, at an age group concept here, uh, yeah. I, that's just generally what I, I recommend.
1: Yeah, because, you know, what we see repeatedly, Dan, is, you know, the person that sort of gets the cold and won't ease off. We can shorten the sessions. We can make sure, you know, if um, if, you know, if they're really unwell, um, they they probably have just like you say lower energy the energy that you can expend in the what you think is an easy one hour session is quite a lot of energy it's not always um able to be quantified in swimming but if you thought about let's say a really easy jog and said well i only got five miles i was taking plenty of breaks like you would at the end of the pool you got five, five miles run after an hour you know, oh 12 minute mile and that's a that's an easy jog that would still be for most people listening the best part of 600 to 700 calories in that hour just to get the five miles okay so you
0: know
1: if that was in the pool and you again used that amount of energy you had some breaks you just you know you weren't running as fast as possible far from it that would be probably something along the lines of about eight to ten hours of energy expenditure for most people so if you're unwell You you say, Oh, I only did an hour. It's like, Yeah, but you've effectively added eight to 10 hours of energy expenditure onto your day because you have now expended that energy. Your body's still got the same amount of hours in which to try and uh, recover before tomorrow, but now you've added extra issues that, even at low energy expenditure level, it's quite a lot. And that's why I think people don't realize how much they get done when they're training if you said to somebody you can't run any further than five miles in an hour um, most people listen and say well what, why are you holding me back that much that that's not bad. it actually is quite a bit but that means even easy sessions when you run well actually can create quite a lot of damage so I think we have to be careful particularly this time of year you know into November that there are colds around and stuff it's not worth dragging yourself like you say to the pool or out for a run or on the bike when you don't feel great, because your concentration, certainly your mood, and your recovery for the rest of the day is, is really poor, and what do you gain from it, probably not much.
0: Let's um, uh, let's skip forwards to January, February. Uh, we're going to be looking forward to heading back to. Rossi what have you got in store for us on the tri camp? And if you haven't signed up for it yet, you you should because it's going to be a good one. Yeah, we, yes. we we skipped this year. It'll have been two years, won't it? That's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we you know we luckily got in before the first lockdown because we did. <gasps> it was close. <laughs> yeah, we did. You know, February twenty. Uh, what was that? Twenty nineteen. I guess it must be yeah, twenty nineteen. We didn't do twenty twenty. That was the first time in uh, many 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 years not to have gone there. Um, I think one one thing that it always is in my mind for 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 camps for shows for anything is I've got this little box that I've got called uh, improved performance and anything that happens I just chuck it in there whether it's something that's come out of the Olympics something to do with um, collagen something that relates to the recent hour record something to do with sweating nitrates training whatever so I normally digest that sometime in the new year and then start to go right this is what we know and and most of it we know it already in terms of there won't be major upheavals but I think there have been interesting things particularly with um particularly with like probiotics as an area of improving people's health and actually their energy and capacity to train there's some really interesting uh data uh sort of only in the last 3 4 years that's really starting to emerge now and i think also you know look looking at the things that prevent people from from training and or from actually completing the events and i've looked back at you know why do people dnf why do people not get to the events etc cetera, etc cetera? and you know, some of those are totally uncontrollable based on life and something that you know freakily happens the day before it or it may happen to a family member or it may happen to uh to to them and how much we can actually um bolster the ability to work those or how we look at okay how do you go on to plan b how do you not just throw the towel in and say oh you know i heard many times people that that weren't being coached were talking to people (laughs) And they were saying, the moment lockdown happened, they're like, oh, I'm going to give this stuff up. No, I just can't be bothered. And you think that's quite a negative instant reaction. Yeah. We will get knockbacks. There will be races that don't happen. Training sessions don't happen. Months where somebody feels like they've done very little, but they start to get well and healthy and consistent by the end of it. And looking back at that, there's some really interesting things that you can see how... The most effective people getting around these have these set sort of processes that they do. So, you know, that, that's at the centre of all of this. There's always the, the products, the, the fast wetsuits, the new nitrate loading, the new set of wheels, tyres, etc. But actually at the centre of this is the person's mindset about what they do. And I think there's some very psychology of how do, you know, how do we in a race deal with adversity? How do we deal with things that change? And what have you even thought about before it's even happened? Have you got the plan B already in mind? Are
0: you are you going to bring that shiny, expensive new wetsuit of yours that I'm keen to look at?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs>
0: excellent. Excellent. All right. Joe, um, I'm very excited to join you out in Lanza again. Um, we'll provide details of how to sign up. My session is a few minutes away. It's been a pleasure as always. Um Have a good few weeks. You know I'm going to be busy for a little bit. Hopefully, we've got Junior 2 arriving imminently. But I will try to get this posted as soon as possible. I mentioned um, YouTube Swim for Try if you need dry land strength and conditioning sessions. Uh, Joe, anything you want to share or promote?
1: Um, Just generally about the – I've only got a couple of uh, coaching slots, but I'm getting lots of inquiries about – aerobike fits about error optimization with the uh, green screen system and actually people just wanting to pitch in to uh, just get questions answered they don't want full-on coaching they want questions answered and i i quite i quite like that you know we 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 can give back a bit but also it's quite important to be nudged on things that you can almost take for granted if somebody says you know what what, what do you mean by ppo can you explain that I say oh yeah i'll explain that and that that's why i hope the podcast gets that kicking back in again there's the message thing that we've obviously got through anchor that we can get people's messages and hopefully we can start getting those um those those chats and those kind of interesting uh, discussions about all areas of uh, what you and i do
0: amazing we'll put those links in when we circulate this and uh hopefully this is a solid new platform that you're going to enjoy and we fingers crossed we'll get your back history of podcasts up as well that'd be amazing Thanks for your time, Joe, and uh, we'll keep in touch, please.
1: Have a great session, great uh, – I can't get my teeth in – (laughs) great atmospherics, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. Cheers, Dan. Bye.